Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to today's Q4 Impact Podcast. Ron and I are delighted to be joining you again. And when we talked about today's topic last week, we jokingly referenced it using a famous quote that starts, it is the only thing constant. So Ron, why don't you finish the end of that sentence and introduce what today's topic is? The only thing constant is change. And change continues and uh, uh, and keeps changing. Change keeps changing, Susan. Yes, it definitely does not stay constant. Now, when we think of change, there's not always a lot that we can do to control the change that comes our way. And we've often heard it said that we can control our responses to that. But our conversation today is going to take a little different bent because this is very personal to you. And as you wrote in your blog, it's tied to your faith journey. Can you share what the connection is between change and your own faith journey? Yeah, it, it's connected to my faith journey as well as just the journey of my life that that change is just you ha- we have no choice that you know change just continuously is coming at us I, I don't know that I it would be accurate to say that change increases as you enter the fourth quarter but I think there'd be a good case to make that certainly there's that there's maybe more significant changes that take place as we come to the fourth quarter and and so uh it's it's important to understand what's happening around us to to be able to to prepare ourselves to you know to just make sure that the changes that are affecting us even coming at us externally from the outside, from the culture, from our setting, from politics, from you know all the other kinds of things that we're making sure that we're being shaped by the Lord and what His desire is for us, and not by you know the, the latest trends or the or you know what's really popular today in, in embracing different things in our lives, right. When you talk about change, not just in your own journey of faith, and I want to probe a little bit more there because I didn't hear that much of what I know you spoke about in your blog, but certainly where your life has experienced so many changes from that of a young man to now a man 840 months old, as you like to say, it's, it reminds me of the quote that we used in our book, The Wonder of Christmas. Um, In reference to Jesus' earthly father, Joseph, we use the quote that says, obedience to Christ doesn't mean following him to some destination, because a life of obedience never really comes in for a landing. And so that is what we want to talk about today, isn't it? It is, and uh, it, it is always just a process. It's always a continuing addressing of of where we are in in our journey and and what you know taking the things that are controllable the things that we can plan for and in combination with the things that just happen to us 
that are uncontrollable. And, you know, how often do you, are you in your car and you get to an intersection and you realize that, you know, 45 seconds earlier, there was a, a crash. And, you know, I don't know if anyone else thinks about this, but I think about like, if I had gone 40, if I'd left 45 seconds earlier, you know, would I be in the crash? And, you know, things like that, where you just have no, you know, no control over what's, what's happening as being a part of the human race. So it's important to, to just understand, you know, what challenges we're facing as we, as we talk about this change of going from a young man to a middle-aged man to an older man or a young woman to a middle-aged woman to an older woman. So much is going on and so many changes are, are, are being not thrust at us, but we're just experiencing so much. So, uh, you know, how does that apply to our faith? Well, uh, you know, it, it applies, maybe there's changes at your church, you know, and that, and some of them might be good and some of them may not be good. And so how do you, you know, how do you respond or react to what's going on in your church? How do you respond to your allocation of time and how much time you invest in, in giving of yourself or in, or in reading scripture or in having a quiet time? So so a little bit of that connection. I think for me, when I think of change and in, in this topic, I often think about what my own response is going to be to those changes as it pertains to what God's call on my life is. Um, because as I said at the beginning, I can't always control what's happening externally. And while that's constant, what is going to be my internal response? Kind of like with that quote, is it going to be one of obedience um, to pursue God's call, his plan, or am I going to be more prone to try to keep things comfortable and easy for myself rather than adapt to things that God may be leading me into? So does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, and and uh, before we go there, I think even what we mentioned in the blog was that, you know, in our earlier stages, if we come to faith at a young age, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it was, I was 20. And so, and I was a long haired hippie who had nothing, you know, in terms of personal assets or, and so when I first heard the call of Jesus and, and the commands that he was that he that I felt like he was making, uh, that I needed to respond to, I didn't. It wasn't hard for me to give up things or to change my life because my life didn't have a lot of concrete. You know, there wasn't a lot of foundation. There wasn't. A, I didn't own a home. I didn't have money. I didn't. I wasn't married. I didn't have children. And so now, as especially as you get older, now you have all of these things that you've acquired. And so, you know, our possessions, when there's more of them, make it more difficult to, to be obedient because we have more to deal with. So it's in some ways, it's even, it may be a little harder for us to make sure 
that we're not, you know, putting things above, you know, what God may be calling us to. Does that make sense to you? It it makes perfect sense. I've often asked myself, um, an experience I had early in life was um, moving across country and moving without a place to live, without um, a job in place for for myself and feeling that that was an obedient response to the Lord. And I've often thought as I've gotten older, if he asked me to do that now, would I do it? Could I do it? And it's those types of things that you're talking about because it's easy to get comfortable in our patterns of living. And unless, as we've talked before, we're constantly challenging ourselves, um, we may miss and I recall for obedience, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, it makes me think of what is Newton's um, first law of motion, the second part that says objects at rest tend to stay at rest. And when we find ourselves in in a place that we enjoy and we're not questioning that, we're not as likely to embrace changes that may um, actually be part of God's plan for our growth and our good. You know, I'm I'm always just... Not always, but I'm I'm often recognizing how much comfort determines some of my behaviors or decisions, and and of course when you read scripture, you know there there the that's not that was not a part of the disciples' life. You know, there's no talk of them retiring in a in a home on a golf course or a country club, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so yet there is a very strong message that is coming at us as Westerners, as as Americans, that the end of our lives, you know, you you pursue pleasure. You pursue, you know, make your life comfortable. You know, don't don't be in any stressful settings and so you know you then you get to a point where you you stop going to work and now there's 40 50 hours 60 hours added to your leisure time or your time where there's nothing scheduled mm-hmm. and so you know if we'll if we're listening to the culture you know the culture is telling us we'll take all those things all that time and put pleasure in it put fill those hours with leisure fill, fill fill those hours with things that make you happy and and it's that's not the message of scripture that's not what discipleship is about that's not when i read my bible you know that's not what i'm hearing uh and and it's not and it's not i want to be careful to to point this out, Susan. It's not like the Bible, you know, gives us some set of rules that we're supposed to just, you know, follow. It's that it's not where satisfaction, satisfaction doesn't come from leisure and pleasure. I mean, a little bit of happiness and laughter, yes, that comes, but deep, you know, meaning comes from serving comes from giving, comes from being an influence on other people. And and so uh, 
that's the that's the temptation that I want us to address and to recognize and to look at individually. Are we being shaped and molded by what the culture is saying? Or are we being careful to say I wanna I wanna be obedient to Jesus and and not to the culture? And these things that you're talking about are very valid, and I want to keep them against the backdrop of how we respond to God's call for change in our own lives. Um, there are some we can control, and it, it this is what you're getting at, is we are pulled in so many different directions to let the worldly messaging shape our decisions um, of how we change in our obedience or perhaps fulfillment of calling in, especially in these later years of our life where the temptation is easier to be comfortable and to succumb to just the relaxation or you could dare say stagnation. Um, another thought that comes to my mind when I think of change is um, it's not just a logical decision that, you know, we're making it sound almost that we need to decide these things. But, you know, anything that we read about change secular or in the Christian community, the theme throughout is telling us that whether it's positive change, negative change, it always induces some degree of stress. And I think this is where then our faith comes into play because God speaks very clearly in his word about how we are to handle stress and anxiety and those things. So it's in some ways, it's still coming back to what do we believe? Ron, what does that trigger for you when I say those things? Oh boy, um, I got a lot to to say in response to that. Um, you know that this this force of of what we're being told this the fourth quarter of our lives should look like would cause us, if we listen to it, to say, you know, I don't, I want to be careful. I, you know, I don't want to do anything that has any risk or any discomfort. So, you know, as you get older, there's this thing like, I don't know if I'm interested in an adventure, you know, I'm interested in, in safety. I'm interested in being careful and cautious. And, and of course, you know, there's an element of that that's good to have. You know, I, I thought of this you know, when I was younger and the kids wanted to go skiing or do some activity that's very physical, sure, I'm in, let's go, you know, and now at 70 years old, yeah, I don't think I really want to try to learn how to snowboard <laughs> at 70 years old. Yeah. And so some of that is is good and we should be cautious and careful. Yet, on the other hand, that's not, that's not, we're missing out. If you're not, if we're not willing to take risks and to put ourselves out there. And, you know, the other day I took a walk and I, I began a conversation with some homeless people that are living on the street where my office is located. So if I would listen to the culture, I would say, hey, Ron, don't do that. You don't know who they are. You know, you could get hurt. You could get this could happen. That You'd know, stay, stay safe inside. Don't, don't take any don't take any risks. Well, I took a risk and it turns out that I had an amazing conversation that could lead into some significant opportunities for ministry. So as we get older, 
we just like, yes, be cautious, but don't don't eliminate, you know, going out and trying things and and doing things that that perhaps can make a difference in the world. Um, is that yeah? How do you how would you respond to that, Susan? Oh, it raises a lot of thoughts, actually. Um, I think when I said before that it it makes me think more of of what our beliefs are, and it feels like in a lot of our podcasts we bring it back to that because it is a hard issue. And I think for me, when I think of change, both what may come at me over which I have no control or changes that I may need to make um, and not just default to what's comfortable it has to be rooted in God's sovereignty. And do I trust that he is ultimately in charge of every circumstance and detail of my life? And if I do, if I truly believe that, then I'm going to be more apt to trust him. I will be more able to find that place of rest and um, be able to surrender the anxiety that change can bring. And those shifts, you know, you mentioned going, taking a walk in an area that may feel unsafe to some. Um, and I think as a woman, it probably would have felt unsafe to me. And the wisdom would have been to not do that. And so I love the balance you're saying of applying wisdom that God gives, but still not using that as an excuse to not trust him in the changes that life may bring or call us to explore. Yeah, the, you know, I was thinking about this actually this morning. <laughs> I was wondering, this word stress, I was trying to go back in my memory and and wonder 30 years ago when I was, or maybe even 40 years ago, in my 30s, would that word have even been part of a sentence? You know, that there was, I, I think... You, you heart. No one used that word. It, it wasn't even sort of a, a part of the regular conversation. And today, you know, you hear it just constantly, almost probably every day. And so, you know, and it's, it's connected oftentimes to change. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, you if if you did one of those word games where you say, you know, think of what comes to your mind, change. You know, someone would say stress. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and and I might make the the case for yes, okay. There's an element when I walk down the street. There's an element of I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but there's also the opportunity and the excitement of what could ha- happen. And so you know we talk about the fourth quarter of our lives, our kids being grown, you know, and married if we had children, or the possibility that we move from our comfortable house that we've been in for 30, 40, 50 years to a new neighborhood, a new home? Is there is there stress to that? Yes. But there's also opportunity. There's perhaps God will place me somewhere next to someone who really needs to hear about the Lord and needs to needs Jesus. And, and perhaps I'll be a part of a new church and God will you know, open new doors of ministry. Perhaps there's just new things for me to learn. And so, you know, that's more a, a biblical message, I think, of of being, you know, I don't know if courageous is the right word, but 
looking at them. No, I think courage is, is probably a good word, but what I hear you tapping into is a mindset that is shaped by scripture because I don't want to minimize the reality of stress that people feel. And if someone has a good track record, let's say, or experience with change, it may be easier for them to naturally have a mindset of embracing change a little more readily. Um, but if someone has experienced a lot of trauma surrounding changes, changes occurring that, over which they had no control, that can make us predisposed to respond with greater stress to even the possibility of change because it almost shifts our filter for that change, whether it brings positive or negative results. But I think in either case, what I hear you saying is, however we may be predisposed based on our experience or our personality, we are all called to submit that way of thinking to what scripture says and what is true. And that's a, that's a work, both of the Holy Spirit, and it's a work that we have to um, put a lot of effort into, I believe. And maybe, maybe, Susan, that's a work that has a specifically higher degree of emphasis as we get older, because the tendency is maybe when we're younger to have more courage or to have fewer fears. And the tendency as we get older is that we're maybe more afraid of things than we were when we're younger. And so the, the, the scriptural instruction would be to, to hear the words of, of God that says, fear not, you know, and, and take courage and trust that, that I, you know, the Lord is in control and that he's sovereign and that he's faithful. And hasn't he been faithful to us even when hard things took place? And, and you know, the verse in Philippians where he, he's going to, to bring, to continue our life and, and all the way to the end, and he's going to be faithful. So we shouldn't be afraid, even though we're tempted to be afraid. And, and that's the work of our faith is to surrender the temptations, the natural things that culture, you know, throws at us. Like, you know, if, if you're listening to the news in the morning, you know, <laughs> this <What>? thing, <laughs> it's, it's murder, it's, it's earthquake, it's fire, it's shootings, it's, you know, all this stuff. It's making us more fearful and afraid. And when we read scripture and when we have time with the Lord, you know, he's not bringing in front of us all of those negative things. He's calling us to, to come to him and to lay our, our, to trust him and to place our lives in his hands and to walk with him to the, to very, to the very end of our days. And so, I, I think as we wind this conversation down, it's, you know, I could look at the rest of my life and, and say, well, you know, what's going to happen at the end? And am I going to get sick? I can, I could be afraid and wind up not wanting to do anything. Or I could say, what is God asking me to do? And he's asking me to trust him, to place my life in his hand, 
and to know that hasn't he been good to me all these years and and he's going to be good to me right to the very end and it'll include difficulty and hardship but i'm going to get good at sustaining my faith through the ups and the downs because i know that really is what pleases him most amen i love that you shared that and I think as we close, I think of the verse you use where so many times in scripture, not just a verse, but many verses to fear not. And I love the second part of that. Why? Because he is with us. It is his presence. And that is what allows us to have the courage to face any change that may come. So Ron, thank you for sharing your thoughts today. And I hope that those listening have been encouraged in their own faith journey to not look at it as a destination, but to always embrace what God is calling you to do with obedience. And I hope that you'll join us next week when we will be starting a two-part series entitled Always Growing. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.